the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast doesn't typically court controversy. But this week, uh, I'm determined to jump into one of the blazing questions of our day. And to help me is the theater critic for many years of the Washington Post, Peter Marks, who has a very particular hill he's prepared to die on. <laughs> and what is that hill, Peter? That hill is my, my antipathy, my virulent dislike, my desire to never hear again a song in The Music Man called Shapoopy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 657, We Debate Shapoopy. On the very first date is usually a hussy And a woman who kissed on the second time out Is anything but fussy But a woman who wait till the third time around Head in the clouds, feet on the ground She's the girl he's glad he's found She's his shapoopy, 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 shapoopy The girl is hard to get Shapoopy, shapoopy, shapoopy But you can't win her yet that was Buddy Hackett singing Shapoopy in the film version of Meredith Wilson's The Music Man. The Goodman Theater in Chicago has just opened Mary Zimmerman's wonderfully funny production of The Music Man, which they extended even before it opened and which now runs until August 18th, 2019, and which gives me the perfect opportunity to have the conversation I've long wanted to have with Washington Post theater critic Peter Marks, who has made his love of the show but hatred of the song Shapoopy a feature of of his online presence on Twitter and Facebook for several years now. I take issue with Peter for several reasons, and this is exactly the kind of high-level cultural debate this podcast should be engaging in. So let's begin with Peter explaining just one of the many reasons the song is distasteful to him. The worst title of a song in a major musical ever dreamed up by a great composer, let alone the worst lyric, I think, ever dreamed up by a great composer in a great musical. A cringeworthy song in, a other, in an otherwise marvelous night of theater. There's no way I'm going to be able to convince you how wrong you are sitting there in your wrongness. Yes, I, you aren't. It's the garden gnome of musical theater songs. Great, that's a whole other controversy, yeah, you slamming I garden gnomes. Yes, I know, I've now offended the entire garden gnome community of appreciators, I understand. I'll lump them in with the, my, the haters of Shapoopy. I, I feel uh, a kinship with both groups. Well, I, I, I love that you've, you're, di you're dying on this hill, uh, you're prepared to die on this hill. Thank you, uh, thank you for making that distinction. Yes, um, and... But this is uh, a thing that you have advocated passionately in the social medias. Your antipathy towards this song. I know. What is that? I don't. You know. It, maybe I need a like a psychologist to explain to me why it's gone so deep with me, Austin. Uh, I guess because I mean I've always loved the Music Man. It, the Music Man is an absolutely great American musical, as I'm sure you agree. Yep. Uh, Meredith Wilson wrote the most extraordinary music. Those percussive songs, those songs that are in, you know, it, have so much 
rhythmic variation and such smart lyrics. I love that musical so much that I went to Mason City, Iowa, which is the real river city, to do a story about uh, the creation of uh, the Music Man and found out that the Watani girls really exist, still exist, and Mayor Shin, the Shins are a family that are of long standing in um, in in Mason City, Shins being the name of the mayor and his wife. The former Eulalie McKechnie. Played, I guess, most memorably in the movie by Hermione Gingold, but played, you know, wonderfully in many stage productions, too. So I think it was, I you know, I think the first time I must have heard that song was in, you know, on, watching the movie when I was a kid and Buddy Hackett was playing the yep, role yep. of the, uh, of... Marcellus. Um, Marcellus, the the the, uh, the sidekick to Harold Hill, the local guy who helps him in his subterfuge, and it just it it always struck me as uh, bizarre, and 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 I actually like my face would turn red watching listening and watching it because it just felt so corny, and so uh, 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 tinnered. Uh, maybe there is a part of American culture that I am just you know. I'm in. I'm inured to Austin. Mm -hmm. There's some part of. I mean, what tradition is Shapoopy celebrating? Well, it, just, that's an interesting point because it feels like um, it, it. It feels like a moment that you would see a lot in the late '50s and the early '60s. You know, when they do a satire or even a homage to a current dance craze, and so it, that, it always felt like to me that Shapoopy was Meredith Wilson's. Uh, well, I'm going to do a 1950s, early 60s dance craze thing, but backwards engineer it to be in 1912. You know, what would they have been dancing? What was the hot new craze that the kids are all doing in 1912? You have given this so much more of a sophisticated uh, analysis, Austin. I have just had such a strange emotional reaction to the song. And so... Part of it is, of course, tongue-in-cheek and jesting when I go after the song. I, I actually now feel it's incumbent upon me when I review the show to make some sarcastic reference to Shapoopy because I've made this such a big deal. I, you know, I, I think it's, you know, I think part of why I react so strongly to it is, be, you know, it's partially my, maybe it's my bias towards Sondheim and the sophistication of his music and the ways in which he does uh, his idea of pastiche and how he does that. It may have been that that poisoned my mind against the kind of delightful in some people's minds, sort of um, carefree uh, aspects of Shapoopy. Uh, and obviously, obviously Austin, the word Shapoopy, <laughs> you know, is it's just glorious. The word you're searching for is glorious. <laughs> I'm trying now. I, you have to explain to me, Austin, why this. Uh, you don't share my revulsion. You're a. You're a. You're a man of letters and the theater. You have a. You have your own sense of style and taste that it's demonstrated time and again on the stage. Um, where does that disappear? Why does that not? Why is that not reflected in your own revulsion? Well, first of all, could you say that in print somewhere in a national publication? Because I well, would sure love that. I'm on the record now. <laughs> You're on the record in a podcast. It counts. Well, I am, um, I'm sort of a, I, I think it's fair to say that I'm a bit of a reverse snob. Mm -hmm. So I take delight in celebrating that which 
many people might find beneath them. Uh, I'm a lover of lost things, a champion of, of underdogs. Um, so I, I, and and I think this like you explaining a lot about your. This is this is helping me uh, get reference points for why you actually can tolerate this song. Well, and like you, I'm taking a perver perverse delight in taking the opposite approach to your right. feelings about this song. But also, I do remember you saying. I think on Twitter that you said it's the worst act to opener in the musical theater canon, which I, I honestly do disagree with because uh, uh, I point to June is busting out all over from Carousel, a show that I love, and that's one of the dopiest, most banal songs ever. And Shapoopy may be many things, but banal it isn't. That's a really good comparison, too, because... Uh, because, you know, it is, again, these are both uh, so songs uh, set. The settings are sort of middle America. I mean, obviously, Maine is not in the middle of the country. But, again, it's about an American, small-town America and how it, uh, how it reflects the people there, their voices. But at least June is busting out all over. Told you something about June. I mean, I, at least, you know, at least it says it's June. It anthropomorphizes a month. Yeah, what does okay. that do? But Chapoopy, it's 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 an uh, I can't even you know the, the construct of the song itself doesn't it, it doesn't follow any kind of rational sort of explanation for why it's there. It doesn't. No, but it does. It opens it opens Act Two of Music Man with a lot of energy and a, and it kicks us into high gear for the what's about to follow in Act Two. Yes, it's a, the energy of uh, half the audience being disgusted by what they're hearing. That's an interesting problem. No, but I mean, I think of like, um, you know, it, 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 for Act Two songs, you know, get, you know, for My Fair Lady, Get Me to the Church on Time, which has a, a robustness and a kind of exuberance that's a, but that I think is somewhat parallel to uh, what... Uh, what Wilson was after in Shapoopy, but I almost feel like it, it brings the musical down a step in terms of, it, it's almost like it's, it's, it's not insulting its characters, but it doesn't feel like it's honoring them the way the rest of the score does. I think everything else, and maybe that was Wilson's point. Maybe he wanted something that was just completely silly and fun. And because I know a lot of people like you, Austin, I know that people who listen to this, some people are going to go, what is his problem? <laughs> I love Shapoop. It's give it a, you know, give it a rest. <laughs> Get a life. Why are you so why are you so worked up about a, 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 a song that's just kind of a, a, a delicious bit of absurd um, Americana? But, um, but I just, I, I think it's just that I have this emotional response to it that is, I'm embarrassed by it. Hi, I'm Howard Sherman, noted theatrical pundit and raconteur, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. We have two performances left of our spring and summer of 2019 tour of the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged revised this Thursday night. 
July 18th in Lakeside, Ohio, and in Lake Placid, New York on August 10th. We will have more performance dates starting this fall of 2019, both in the U.S. and elsewhere, and we'll announce those dates very soon. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Washington Post theater critic Peter Marks about one of the greatest musicals ever written, give or take a song or two, Meredith Wilson's The Music Man. The reason we're speaking is that the Goodman Theater just opened their production directed by Mary Zimmerman of The Music Man, and the musical direction of this production is glorious. It's really, really magnificent. And hearing that. I mean, I was born in 1960, and I've known, I've watched this movie since it came out when I was three, and I've known... I could recite Trouble from the third grade on, and I played Harold right, Hill my senior a, year. Incredible. Of high school. And so when, when that overture kicks in, it touches me in a really fundamental right. part of my soul. Yeah. So, and I know like harmonies. I know, oh, this is where the bassoon comes in. And I, you know, and I, this is. The syncopation, the, you know, the one, it, it's, it, you can, you, it, it is worthy of, I think, you know, a college course. I mean, I think you could teach the music man and not feel you're over, you're you have to sort of hype or exaggerate the importance of what musically and lyrically he's trying to do. So yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I just saw it at the Kennedy Center last year with Norm Lewis and Jesse Mueller. Oh. And Jesse Mueller was fantastic. Now they're going to do, you know, they're doing it on Broadway with Hugh Jackman coming up and uh, Sutton Foster. Yeah. So I mean, it is in it's it's in the canon. It keeps coming back. Obviously, everyone loves those songs. I mean, I started crying. I cry during Gary Indiana. I can't get through that song without. Listen, when there will be a day when I don't cry when Winthrop starts to sing "Oh Ho, the Wells Fargo Wagon," but the last time I saw it was not that day. That day has uh -oh. not arrived yet. Oh, oh, um, have you? So the um, the the Music Man at the um at the Goodman is on now? It's on now. Did you enjoy this production? I loved the production. I thought the music was great. I thought the Marcellus was wonderful. And and to our point, the, the to the point of our discussion, the the, the Shapoopi number was fantastically choreographed. <laughs> like it was a well, great dance it, number. It was a great a dance Great they, dance they, number. They it almost play. got a standing ovation. It was like a better dance number, I thought, than Marion the Librarian which was that was weird my only critique of the production was that i thought the the guy the actor playing harold hill as talented as he is was miscast i think and that it was a problem with norm lewis it was, it, he wasn't the most it wasn't the most vital Harold Hill I've ever seen. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Dick Van Dyke, and I saw him play it on the tour in the '80s, and mm. and he was miscast too. Robert Preston sort of set the template for you want a guy who has played bad guys, who mm. looks like a con man, to be playing this part. I always thought I I worked with Audra McDonald on um, on uh, a TV show once, and we were chatting about this. I said, what was the show? Uh, uh, Mr. Sterling. Created by Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh my God! Um, and we spent a, a, a day shooting a bunch of scenes. Uh, uh, so I got to chat with Audra, and she gave me a CD for my mother-in-law, and it was she was <laughs> a delight, just a delightful person. And I went, "Why don't I would love them to do Music Man with you and Eddie Murphy?" And she, her eyes lit up, and she went, "Yeah, that's actually not the first time that's been suggested." 
Um, and I would do it in a heartbeat with Eddie Murphy, but there's no way he'll ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's true. It's a great, that's a, that's a great idea, Austin. I would love, I would have loved to see Michael Shannon, somebody like Michael Shannon. Yeah, you said that the other day, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very, that's not a bad casting choice. That is a smart choice. Um, but I would like to see a music man without Shapoopy. (laughs) Back to the point. (laughs) I, I feel, listen, I, you know, I, I, I realize that I really do believe this. I mean, it's not just shtick. I really think that it, it's a, uh, it, 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 it takes the whole show. I feel like the energy of the show, it's interesting. You say, uh, you've referred in a comment that, uh, that it can be an energizing, uh, aspect to the show, but I feel like it takes me out of the show Uh because I just don't believe it in a way that the in a way that the sadder but wiser girl doesn't, in a way that my white knight doesn't? Well, that's a good question. Those are sort of, they are absolutely, um, the tempo of those songs does absolutely slow things down at those moments. But they're character driven. I mean, I yep. understand why they're there. Yep. I understand what we're being told and why. And it, it draws you closer. My White Knight, um, I mean, it's a little dated, obviously, the terminology, uh, but uh, it makes me understand who Marion is and it and it sets us up for her I want, you know, yep. what she needs and wants out of life, what she's missing, she feels. But I can't, I, I just don't think if Wilson wrote this show today, and I think he could have, I mean, I think it's that contemporary, really, uh, stylistically maybe a little dated in parts, but I do think that the producers would say, Meredith, baby, baby, you know, let's save it for the uh, for the fifty-four below show about the things that didn't make it into the Music Man. You know, the other, the Meredith Wilson songbook. You know, we'll do that that day, and people will go, "Oh my God, you're right. That should never have been in the show. You guys are geniuses." That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Mary Zimmerman's production of The Music Man runs at the Goodman Theater in Chicago until August 18th, 2019. And Jonathan Butler Duplessis plays Marcellus and almost stops the show every night with his version of Shapoopy. Go to goodmantheater.org for more information and where to get tickets. Do you agree with Peter or with me? Send us your thoughts about this song and others via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us in interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and you can follow Peter on Twitter too at Peter Marks Drama, and we can all continue the conversation there. Thanks as always to sadder but wiser girl Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band, and this week by the great Meredith Wilson. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Donna Keeley, the RSE's top fan on Facebook. But other than that, no reason. It's just random. Special thanks to theatrical raconteur and similarly passionate Howard Sherman. You can follow Howard on Twitter at H.E. Sherman. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 657-1971sts of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Maybe you could just think of Shapoopy as the take-back-your-mink of the music man. Oh, I love that! Brilliant! That's or great. you're just an old Shapoopy. 
<laughs> this podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.